God's blessings to you. It is the TLC Show from Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Norfolk, Virginia, with Pastor Jonathan Mraz. I'm your host, James Heft. Our special guest today is Reverend Marcus Zill. Reverend Zill is the Director of Campus Ministry for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, a.k.a. known as LCMSU. We have a fantastic conversation to talk about what campus ministry is, how students can get involved, what are congregational responsibilities, what it is, what's it trying to accomplish, how it supports families, how it definitely supports students, and all the love that comes from us being a community together in Christ. And so really fantastic conversation with Pastor Zill, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, if you would like to know more about Trinity Lutheran, we're very easy to find. Just go to our website, trinitylutheranorfolk.org. That has all the information you might want to know uh, about Trinity and more. So let's not delay. Let's get started with this fantastic conversation with Reverend Zill. Reverend Marcus Hill, Director of Campus Ministry and LCMSU, is joining us on the TLC show along with Pastor Mraz. Pastor Mraz, again, thanks for being here. Good to be here. And Pastor Zill, welcome to the program. Awesome. Great to be with you, Jim. It's it's fantastic to have, have you here because we are so excited and feel so blessed here at Trinity Lutheran, not only to be a stone's throw away from Old Dominion University, but also now once again establishing a campus ministry at Old Dominion University and also not just to serve ODU but Hampton University is right down the street as well as Tidewater Community College and so we'll serve uh, those students as well who are interested but uh, the whole idea of LCMSU really has been uh, kick-started I guess in the last decade and you're the man who's done it so thank you so much for for being here tell us a little bit about yourself um, well, I am um, a long-time campus pastor. I went to seminary. It's all I ever wanted to do is uh, get this famous phrase, I, I just love college students. That's what I do. I love the gospel, and I love college students. I went to seminary wanting to be a campus pastor. Got out. Uh, first chance I had, got a call to be a campus pastor at the University of Wyoming. Uh, was a dream come true. Spent 16 years there at a campus ministry vicarage in, in Oklahoma. Um, live, in, uh, live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I work for the uh, Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod out of St. Louis, um, but spend most of my time in, um, in, uh, on the road visiting campus ministries. I'm excited I'm gonna come visit you guys, um, or at least you, Jim, on later, uh, uh, I believe in late April. And uh, that's, gonna be, that's gonna be fantastic. But I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um spent a lot of time on campus, uh, not because I work there, but because I just love being around college students. So it, it doesn't take a lot of arm twisting to get me to go to go on a college campus somewhere. And I'm really looking forward to coming to Old Dominion, um, to ODU and, and, and Trinity and see what you guys are doing. Hopefully I can be helpful in the idea department as you kind of get things going there. 
Absolutely, and, and, and we feel blessed, to, again, to have you come visit us uh, right towards the end of the semester. It's going to be the week after a uh, Easter again, April 27th and 28th, you'll be here. So uh, the students who want to meet, again, yourself and find out, again, more about what the national effort is in campus ministry, it's going to be great to connect with you. There's also several other campus ministries in the Commonwealth of Virginia uh, that have been established, too. Um, but talk about why campus ministry. You know, what, why is it important for students to hear the gospel from the Lutheran perspective? Why can't they just go to a church on campus? <clears throat> well, um, frankly, excuse me, um, you, you never know what you're going to get. Um, you know, it's no secret that our college campuses are, are, can be a little bit cray-cray as students like to say, uh, it's progressive, secular progressive um, uh, faculty, um, the, the kind of liberal agendas that oftentimes uh, are, uh, have an impact on our college campuses are very prevalent. And so it's sending your college, college student to a, a secular university, um, it's changed a lot in 30 years. You know, our universities used to be places where we would uh, go to search for truth and now they're places where more than often more times than not uh, our young people are told that they'll just make your own truth up and uh, as we look around in our culture today we can kind of see where that's getting us everything's everything's gray nothing's black and white and the thing is so we certainly don't maybe we expect that in terms of a lot of what our young people face in the academy and college today but we certainly don't uh, want that to be their experience in terms of their their life in Christ, where black and white still does matter, where there are uh, solid truths rather than creating your own truth. And it, it's no secret that, uh, you know, the churches in general were a little nervous. Um, I myself got into campus ministry. Um, I was actually a public middle school teacher in Charlotte, North Carolina, not that terribly far from where you guys were. And I heard a statistic that 90% of our young people, uh, and I only quote statistics when they agree with what I already think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is how everybody uses them. But 90% of our, it was a pan-Lutheran study, 90% of Lutheran young people are no longer, that are confirmed, are no longer in the church by the age of 25. And I just said, that's ridiculous. I'm going to leave what I'm doing. I'm going to go to seminary. I want to make a difference. And, and, things have only gotten worse over the last 25 years in terms of the numbers that we're losing to the point now that we're not just losing young people when they go to college. We're, they're starting to slide out of the faith in a lot of ways before they even get there. Um, and so we need to be there. You know, I always tell people, I'm always asked, why do we care about campus ministry? I'll try to summarize this real quick. And, and I came up with a, an acronym for care. See, um, and I'll flesh this out a little bit more when I come hopefully and can do Bible class and kind of fill, the, fill everybody in there. Catechizing and caring for our own. That's job number one. Not acceptable to lose 90% of our young people. I'm sorry, that's just not acceptable. So catechizing and caring for our own, it doesn't stop just when they finish, when they finish high school or after they're confirmed. The A is the, oppor the op opportunity for apologetics in the academic square. I think we're seeing what's happened, you know, what happens when we stay out of the incubator of ideas. 
which is our um, academic square. We, we need to be there. We've got something to say about things, too, and we shouldn't just let the world teach our kids uh, just because they're at State U. Um, our, so Catechizing and Caring for Our Own Apologetics in the Academic Square, Reaching the Lost. Um, we have 7% of all college students are internationals. Um, the number of atheists and agnostics has tripled in the last 20 to 30 years among college students. And so the opportunities to reach the lost are there. And then the E of why we care is in kind of a summary, uh, engaging in dying culture with Christ. And to me, that's really what it's, what it's all about. So clearly, uh, you know, pastor's role here is going to be extremely important when when it comes to uh, going on campus. Pastor, talk a little bit what you feel your expectations are going to be as you start to uh, take that that concept of care to a campus. Well, I, I want to remark on what Pastor Zill said too about you know some of the comments you made uh, brought to mind for me a couple of passages from Scripture. So. Um, you know, you, you talk about colleges now, the world really, teaching people to, a phrase I really have grown to dislike, speak your truth, as if there were oh, more yeah. than one, uh, and there mm -hmm. were no absolutes. And I think a pilot, like, what is truth? You know, well, there's truth. I want to be able to speak truth to those that I come into contact with, instead of... Uh, telling them what their itching ears want to hear. Uh, at the end of Judges, <clears throat> it says, everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And that should have been followed by some kind of da-da-da. It is not good, you know? Uh, but this is what our colleges and the world is teaching our young people, that uh, there are no absolutes. And... Uh, you know, you can you can make your own truth, and uh, I just want to be a voice out there that's speaking God's truth and in love. So that's what I'm looking forward to is the opportunity. I love being around young people, also. Um, mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to the time. So, so Pastor Zof, based upon what Pastor Moraz just said, that that kind of sounds, I think, uh, what you had in mind regarding how the clergy is supposed to uh, kind of treat campus ministry. What about those of us who are part of the congregation? How should we, uh, you know, think about getting involved with this mission? Well, that is a great question. And I, I, uh, <clears throat> I'd like to give uh, ditto uh, to what the Pastor Moraz just said. Um, bottom line is, you know, all campus ministry is ultimately local. And in my experience, many times campus ministry doesn't begin because people think that it has, it's going to be this big, full blown, like what I had at the university of Wyoming, we had a 17,000 square foot facility with the beautiful chapel right next door to the campus and a full-time campus pastor. That's not the reality everywhere. And so we kind of think, well, we don't have these things when in reality, um, you have everything in your toolkit as a congregation. You have a pastor who cares very deeply about college students and cares very deeply about the gospel and very deeply about the truth, and not just any truth, but the truth. And you also have people like yourself, Jim, and I assume others that 
um, that very much want to do what you can to ask yourself, well, well, who is our neighbor around here? Every congregation has to ask, who is our neighbor? Well, you have this giant neighbor at Old Dominion University. You have students that go there, um, some of which may be Lutheran, most of which aren't, including staff and the entire community. And so in reality, every, every local congregation has everything they need because they have, because they're church. And frankly, that's what young people are looking for, even if they don't realize it. How do you feel they about... They need church. Yes, and, and I think you answered my question, is that sort of was the mentality that we had going into this, is that the campus ministry is an extension of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Yes, it's an extension specifically of the Trinity Congregation because we're starting to do that, but that doesn't mean that our partner partner churches in this circuit and this district can't be involved in this experience as well. It's an extension to bring LCMS to Old Dominion University and bring all those things that come along with church, the fellowship, the Bible study, um, you know, the, the caring and prayer for one another, uh, the counseling. Um, it, is that a good approach that, that we're taking? I mean, I, I don't want any kudos or anything like that, but, you know, is, are, are we looking at this the right way? Okay, no kudos for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the bottom line is, is sometimes I think we, we overthink this uh, in general. You know, when people ask me, well, what, what does campus ministry look like? And what I say is it looks like people, you need, I always, I always joke, you need, you need three things. Well, two things, really, to do campus ministry. You need the gospel, because if you don't have that, what's the point? And you need to actually give a rip about young people enough to get in their lives, spend time with them. And you know what? Young, what young people are looking for is authenticity. They want the truth. They want it straight. They don't have time to get it any other way. And they want to know, do you actually believe this? Does it make a difference to you? And you know what? What's a cool win-win is that when you, when you go on campus and you spend time I like to go on campus, I'll have like a little bumper sticker or something on my laptop that says, you know, I am a Lutheran, ask me about Jesus. And just see what kind of, let's see how, what, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like fish and like a little bait on a fish hook to see, you know, I, I got a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the bottom line is young people want authenticity and they want to know the truth and they want to know that you care. And sometimes we overthink things when it's going to take, it takes time. It takes being on campus. I always tell people you got to go to them to try to get them to come to you. Um, especially those that don't know what a Lutheran is anyways. And so you have to kind of take them where they're at and be there. Um, so that they uh, feel comfortable to even ask you the questions that, that maybe help them want to explore and to discover what they didn't know that they were maybe even looking for. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this time. Uh, you know, I grew up in a university town. I grew up in Iowa City, Iowa, University of oh, Iowa. Okay. I'm a Hawkeye as deep oh, as okay. I can possibly be. <laughs> but uh, wow. you know, so I love being around around the establishment, and uh, you know, I have a heart for for these. Uh, I hate to call them kids. They're they're adults, 
But uh, I, I call them kids all the time, and they always well, look at me funny. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm old enough to be maybe their grandfather, but <laughs> but you know what? They're they're going to look at you funny if you don't call them kids too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, I I really really do have a heart for them because I know what it I remember what it feels like to be in my early adulthood, and uh, you know there was so much out there. And what I had out there in my young adulthood is nothing compared to what they're facing now. So, oh, sure. you know, I, I want to, them to have a place where they can have rest, a place where there's a little sanctuary, a place where they can ask questions without fear of being mocked or, you know, yelled at or whatever. I mean, everything's open conversation uh, because... Really, we live and move and have our being in Christ. And so, you know, I, 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 I do want them to have the opportunity to hear it if they haven't heard it or to be reassured of it if they have. And I'm not oh, going uh, to hold Pastor Mraz's uh, Iowa Hawkeye proclivities against him, <laughs> having myself grown up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, um, you know, for, for 17 <laughs> oh, years of my hurts. life. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm a twice graduate of Old Dominion University. I have my bachelor's and my master's degree from there. And my wife also has her degree from ODU as well. So we have a real heart for that, that campus and university. And our daughter is currently attending Virginia Tech and is part of Lutheran campus uh, at Virginia Tech as well. And as a, as a parent, of someone who is mm -hmm. going through campus ministry and having the opportunity to visit Blacksburg and go to the home church and see how she is being treated by that campus ministry. It says a lot to me about the importance that a congregation has uh, to, to these individuals, these young adults who are out on their own. Uh, it's, it's an extension for the family um, to, to have oh, another church. You know, that's so true. And, you know, one of the things that, and I'll try to, for those of you that are members there at Trinity, I'll, I'll try to, to make this real clear when I come, is that, uh, and, and you too, Pastor, um, people often ask me, well, I'm, I'm too, I'm older, I like I'm 52. Um, or what if you're like 70? You know, there, there's, a young, there's a young lady that's 88 years old at Slippery Rock, State University in Pennsylvania. She was a retired professor, and she she retired a couple of years earlier, like age sixty three, and she has spent twenty five years devoting herself full time to reaching international students, and they flock to her like nobody's business, and it doesn't matter to them that she's retirement age. They don't. Young people see. Young people don't think that. Young people, yeah. you know, when they're juniors in high school, they're all thinking, oh, there's nobody in church my age, right? I want to go someplace where everybody's my age. Then they go off to college and they're like, holy smokes, everybody's my age. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> and they, they, real, they start to realize what they, what they really have. They, they miss seeing, you know, the grandmas and grandmas. In fact, if I could start a movement of grandmas and grandpas for campus ministry um, of some sort, um, here you have older folks that have time and you have younger folks that are away from home. I mean, yeah. my goodness, what better combination could you have than that? So in reality, 
it takes all the stakeholders. We all have an interest in the church as the body of Christ, and there's things that all of us can do um, as the church to be church for those that need it most while they're away at school and are just maybe starting to realize just how important it is in their life, and maybe they've taken it for granted a little bit, too. Well, Pastor Zill, really appreciate you coming on the podcast to talk about us. This is, really is an exciting time for us at Trinity to try to get this, well, this campus sorry, ministry kickstarted. Well, I'm sorry, I could talk about this forever. You want to have a marathon? I'm, <laughs> I'm all in. Can, what, are, what are some so. thoughts, your final thoughts for us as, as obviously we pray and, and begin to, uh, to take these next steps and, and get the students involved? Well, one thing I encourage every congregation that's trying to start out is to not get to not think about numbers. It's the kiss of death. Yeah, I agree. Because what'll happen is one year you'll be you'll be like, Wow, we had six, seven <clears throat> kids show up to something. The next year it's two. Oh, we're going backwards. Uh no. As soon as you focus on focus on the things that you can control. Focus on the things that you can do to reach out. Don't focus on on the results. Let, let that be God's. But many campus ministries don't begin because we sit here and we focus on, well, you know, we just have never got more than a few. Well, you know what? Those are a few people that really needed it. Yeah. And so focus on them. Focus on the ones that God does give you rather than uh, worrying about those that maybe he has it. I always uh, encourage, having spent some portion of my life in sales, and people have a tendency to use numbers and results uh, but I remind them first of all this is the Holy Spirit's work not ours and uh, and I encourage them to change their definition of success which is not what happened but did I do it did I go out and try you know so we'll make this offering uh, praying that the Spirit moves people to uh, you know, come visit us, stop by, whatever. But uh, the success is in the fact that we're making the attempt. Uh, the Spirit does His own work. Yeah, you're a man after my own heart, Pastor. That's, when I was a young pastor just starting out at University of Wyoming, I used to beat myself up over the fact that there weren't more students around, even though I had pl- I was like, yeah, but there's more. There's more. I was like Schindler and Schindler's List, like, but there's more. And I started saying, you know what? I'm not going to beat myself up. I can't make people come. I mean, I physically am large enough that I could, but I can't like really do that. Right. But what I started to realize, you know what? I'm not going to beat myself up over over that. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm going to focus on what I've been given to do, and make sure that they know that I'm here, that I care. And that at two o'clock in the morning, when they need it most, that I'm not going to say, who the heck are you calling me up at two in the morning if you need somebody? Right. And, and so I, I, you control the things you can control, and those are the things that we have been given to do. So I couldn't agree with you more. Pastor Mraz, if you wouldn't mind, could you conclude our conversation in prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much uh, for the gift of your gospel, for the gift of faith, for bringing us to faith and holding us fast to yourself. And we ask uh, that you bless this opportunity to speak of you and your son to others. Uh, We pray in Jesus' name that many are uh, brought into contact with us and that we are 
faithful and true in our uh, speech and our teaching, uh, our encouragement, uh, all those things that people would see in uh, this ODU campus ministry, authenticity and uh, truth. We pray that you would bless Pastor Zill and his work, and uh, we look forward to his uh, being here at the end of April. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Pastor Zill, it's fantastic to have the opportunity to catch up with you today. Uh, again, as, as Pastor said in his, his prayer, our prayers are with you and all the great work that you're doing with the national outreach effort here, and uh, we're just happy that you took some time out of your busy schedule to give your thoughts about campus ministry. Well, nothing I'd rather do than be here with you guys. I'm looking forward to seeing you in person. Awesome. God's blessings to you. God's blessings. Take care. That concludes another episode of the TLC Show, with special thanks to Reverend Marcus Zill, who is the Director of Campus Ministry and LCMSU for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Folks, you can find us every Sunday morning. We have a 9 o'clock Bible study and a 10 o'clock worship service here at 6001 Granby Street, again, here in Norfolk, Virginia. You can also find a ton of information about our congregation at our website, which is trinitylutheranorfolk.org. Also, check us out on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Norfolk. We would love to hear your comments either on the website or uh, on Facebook or on Podbean about what you think of the podcast. And if you have any additional thoughts, please send them to tlc at trinitylutheranorfolk.org. May God be with you and go in peace. Go in peace.